0: I'm sitting in the subway station Manhattan is my destination mm. Traveling on that dirty train Each day I live is much the same And I think, what can I gain Living in this endless game Homeward oh, bound I wish I was Homeward oh, lying home where my heart is lying home where my destiny waits silent
1: And welcome everybody to another great edition of Homeward Bound. My name is Yigal Siegel here at the Nahum Siegel Network. Homeward Bound, the show sponsored by Nefesh Benefesh, is here to give you any information you need to make the big move to live here in Eretz Yisrael, the land of Israel. And we'll be right back with Homeward Bound right after this message.
2: If you've always dreamt of moving to Israel and establishing a brand new life in the Holy Land, it's time to call Nefesh Benefesh, 866-4-Aliyah, 866-4-A-L-I-Y-A-H, number or log on now to their comprehensive website for all the assistance you need to get to Israel, nbn.org.il. That's the Nefesh Benefesh website. Head there now, nbn.org.il.
1: Okay. Welcome back, everybody. This is Homeward Bound with Yigal Siegel, and we are here today with Maya Liss. Maya is the Lone Soldier Coordinator for Nefesh Benefesh. Um, one of them or the Lone Soldier?
3: One of them. We have a few, actually.
1: Okay. welcome. First, welcome to the program, Maya. Nice to have you.
3: Thank you. It's okay. a pleasure to be here. <laughs> okay, I'm really there excited. Okay.
1: <laughs> okay. So first, tell us a little about yourself. Where are you from in the States?
3: I'm originally from Los Angeles, California. Okay. I've been in Israel for coming close to five years. I originally came on a 10-month trip, and five years later, I'm still here.
1: Oh, so you've been here for five years straight since you came on a 10-month trip?
3: I mean, I've been back for visits, but there was never a period where I said, oh, I'm going to go back and think about it. Once I was here, I, I stayed.
1: Okay, so when you stayed, did you yourself do the army?
3: I did. Okay. Um, I drafted into the army about a year and a half after I had first arrived to Israel. It was one of the main reasons why I decided to make Aliyah and stay in Israel was because I knew I wanted to at least try and volunteer in the army. Um, And when I was going through the process – I, I, d- I didn't know what was going to happen, so I knew I had to become a citizen. And right. I had to make Aliyah, and, I, and then I had to try and request to volunteer for the army, and that's exactly what happened. I sent in my request.
1: So one second. Let me understand something. When you, um, when you made Aliyah through Nefesh benefesh, I assume.
3: Absolutely. So
1: you didn't have to go to the army because uh, because, uh...
3: because of my age of arrival. Women ah, okay. who arrive over the age of 20 don't have to serve.
1: Ah, okay. Mm-hmm. That's good to know.
3: And I was already 23 which was very old in the eyes of the army. So they, But they took you anyway. They did take me. Um, and I ended up having a very, very meaningful service. I, I ended up helping create a subsector to help Olim through the draft process. Oh, cool. um, and it was something that didn't exist before, but the army recognized that there was a need to help Olim, who come to Israel with this large amount of motivation and this desire to serve, and there's no really return address for them in the army. Right. So they helped with... With myself and another soldier, um, who actually works at Nefesh V'Nefesh as well, his name is Benji Davis. Right. Um, we together created a subsector for the assistance of Olim through the draft process.
1: Wow! And they and this is something that. So, whose idea was it? Was it the army's idea or you guys?
3: It was the army's idea, right. um, but Benji was the first one who came into the position because he said, "Hey, there, there's a, there's a gap here." these Olim are coming and and they have this strong desire and, and you want to help them, but you're not doing anything for them. So let me do this. And then he started doing it and he said, bring Maya in and there we go. Great,
1: <laughs> right. that's that's unbelievable. So so really it's, so now um, let's say in 2013, 2014, how many people are in the army serving in that capacity? Is it still two in people? In that position? Yeah.
3: There are currently two in Teleshomel, which is the, the draft right. center in Tel Aviv, and there's another two in Jerusalem. Wow. Um, and the idea is that there'd be at least one in every recruitment center around the country. So we hope in the near future. It's, it's amazing to see that something has continued in the Army, something that was created is still happening years later. It's it's not something oh, it's that you exciting, see every day. Especially yeah.
1: that you were the first to do it. So that's really something.
3: A pioneer, a modern-day pioneer. <laughs>
1: so, so let's... let's um just for our audience and people who are not familiar, the concept of a lone soldier, mm-hmm. okay, the concept of a lone soldier, for my understanding, is somebody who comes here alone. Um, so even if you have relatives here, uh, cousins or, or you know uncles, aunts, as long as your immediate family is not here, you're still considered a lone soldier. Is right. that right?
3: So the lone soldier that we're talking about is a lone soldier who made the decision to make Aliyah. Uh, without their parents, Okay. Uh, and they're serving in the army, and they don't have any any connection with parents that live in Israel. Um, as long as they're outside of Israel for nine months out of the year, the army will consider them what's called a lone soldier, and they get special rights and benefits from not only the IDF, but additionally the government.
1: Okay, and this is after they serve, in other words, or just no, while during, they No,
3: during their service. Uh, oh, they the have, government also provides them? Absolutely. Uh-huh. There, there's two government ministries that provide extra monetary support for for soldiers during their service.
1: Okay, so... You know, I think what we're going to do is I'd love to – I want to hear more about your service, but I want to – before we go into that, and maybe we'll spend another interview time, another time about that because I think it's fascinating also. Um, Let's talk about what you're doing now for Nefesh. So when did Nefesh – Nefesh has always been involved in helping lone soldiers and helping anyone who's coming in Aliyah. I know from, from my experience with Nefesh, um, anyone who's interested in joining the army, even if their family's here, Nefesh is there to help. But uh, specifically with the lone soldier program, how long has that been going on and what exactly is happening?
3: So what happened was Nefesh Benefish, like you said, was always taking care of the Olim, the lone soldiers that made Aliyah through Nefesh from the North American and English Olim, that were serving in the army as lone soldiers. and. Because they were underneath the Nefesh Benefesh umbrella, they were taking care of them like they take care of all their other olim. They recognized that lone soldiers need a little bit more treatment, so they had a coordinator that was specifically in charge of the lone soldiers. About two years ago, uh, coming close to two years, um, the FIDF, the Friends of the IDF, took a look at the amazing work that Nefesh Benefesh was doing and said, first of all, you're doing an amazing job, but there's no way that a lone soldier who's serving next to a, an olef from Russia or from from Peru or from Panama isn't getting the same benefits and isn't getting the same care that a nefesh benefesh ole is getting. Mm-hmm. So let's take the model that you've been working on, because you've been doing a fantastic job, and let's let, open it up to every single lone soldier ole. So every single lone soldier that made Aliyah after the age of 16 is a part of what's called the Lone Soldier Program. It's a partnership that was created between nefesh benefesh and the IDF to help through every single step of the way Pre draft uh, through the draft process, coming close to their what we call their second alia when they become citizens again, and just helping with everything from service knowledge preparation events community uh, and, and just being there to support okay
1: so so let's start from the beginning if someone um, someone's a, a senior in high school and thinking very seriously about coming to Israel the next year to be in the army mm-hmm. um, they contact Nefesh Benefesh, and they're immediately put in touch with your office. Is that how it works now?
3: So Nefesh Benefesh is still here 100%, just like it always was, to help with the pre aliyah aspect. And we have experts to talk about army service and what your requirements are. And the second you arrive to Israel, if you are you have a required service or if you're interested in volunteering, then the Lone Soldiers Program steps in in order to help with the entire process. It includes information, and let's say there's there's a lot of bureaucracy that's involved, whether it's emailing the army you're sending requests to the army we're here to assist through that process and we have direct relationships with uh, with with people in the army to help throughout the whole process now
1: so what are you involved at all before they step foot in Israel you know, is, there, is there are there
3: informationally Nefesh Benefesh is here and also we do our events outside of Israel right. um in the US and Canada e- everywhere um,
1: so but... who is there who is there in Israel there's 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 who is there in America, I should say? In America, if someone is interested in, obviously they come to Nefesh Benefesh if they want to make Aliyah. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't make a difference if they're going to be a lone soldier, if they're going to, you know, they're coming with their family, whatever it is, they're going to come to Nefesh Benefesh. Mm-hmm. My question is if someone specifically wants to know about army service, then, so it's still Nefesh Benefesh that's giving that information? There's yeah, no I other mean, organization that's doing we're,
3: that? We're we're a part of Nefesh Benefesh. We're under right. the same umbrella. It's okay, still, I just wanted to clarify. It's then. still the Nefesh Benefesh lone soldier program um, in partnership with the FIDF. And and it's the same treatment, just like any other. Ole would have, and there's more care and more knowledge when there comes to the army element. And then when they arrive in Israel, we we help with the preparation programs and the next step, and we do seminars and workshops, um, assistance with the bureaucratic issues that exist with the army.
1: When someone is ready, is drafted into the army. Mm-hmm. Um, how often do you or your the people in your um, program are in touch with the with a lone soldier. How often would that be?
3: Well, it's a really dynamic relationship. I mean, we are definitely in touch at least once a week. We send us SMS checking in how you're doing. Um, but we have events practically every week. Some sort of event is going on every week. So it's really up to the soldier's desire how much they want to come. Mm-hmm. Um, but we get I get calls all the time, nonstop. My my job is not a nine to five job. It's a lifestyle. I go home. After 5, I still get calls all the time because the Army doesn't sleep. Soldiers have their time off, their, right. sha- uh, their hour for, for break at a time that's not necessarily my work hours, but I'm available by phone. I'm available by email
1: all the time. How many people are working in the Lone Soldier uh, with the Lone Soldiers now from the fish?
3: Okay, so the Lone Soldier program, because it was expanded to be completely international, now has at least one coordinator for every major spoken language in the Army. So we have English, French… Uh, Russian and Spanish coordinators. Okay. Um and, and that's the entire that's the department of, of loan soldier coordinators. Each coordinator has a certain amount of soldiers that they take care of. Um and then we additionally have a program and events coordinator who deals with all of the programs and the workshops and and the community-building activity that we do.
1: Are you based mostly in Jerusalem or in Tel Aviv?
3: We have events and offices both in Jerusalem and Tel Aviv. And additionally, we are all over the country all the time when we're traveling up north and in the south and everywhere for ceremonies. We're always at our soldiers' ceremonies at their draft dates. We go to every single draft recruitment center in the country. So we're really... A mobile, really moving, dynamic group. Uh, I can't say that there's been a single week that I've worked where I've been in an office for a week straight.
1: It's part of what you do, as as um, part of the idea to try and make the soldiers feel that they're part of a group. In other words, is there is there an effort to, if someone contacts Nefesh, let's say from the states, and they're coming from an area which is not necessarily overrun with people who are interested in becoming lone soldiers or volunteering? Is there an effort to make uh, to make contact between people who are on their way here before they come here or is it based on the just what you can do here in Israel with events and stuff like you mentioned that you create a social opportunity that way?
3: The idea is that a lone soldier, I mean, we always say that the the word lone soldier is such a it's not it's not the best term for it because we like to say that lone soldiers are never actually alone. We're here for them for every step of the way. We'll be there 100% for any ceremony they have. We'll be there on their draft day. We'll be there when they have any questions, any needs, when it's their, their hour of break and it's night. Do they have a lot of
1: contact with other soldiers in the same boat? That's my, my question. Oh,
3: absolutely. Lone soldiers are, are everywhere in the Army. Right. And a lot of lone soldiers are serving with other lone soldiers. Okay. Absolutely. And can our you, events, they get to meet it as each you there's a other. term
1: that's, been, that's thrown out a lot? when it comes to soldiers that are coming from the States, it's called Garin Savar. Mm-hmm. Can you explain to us what that means?
3: Garin Savar is a program um, that allows soldiers, uh, Olim, to draft within a framework. Um, it's a program that starts seminars, uh, educational seminars on what's going to happen in the army uh, from abroad. And the idea is that you start this preparation work from abroad and then you come together as a group to Israel. You make aliyah together. Um, you, you might see a lot on the Nefesh B'Nefesh charter flight in August that they have a lot of soldiers on them and that's often a Garin Sabar group. Okay, um, So
1: you guys work with Garin Sabar? Absolutely.
3: They're a big partner of ours. Um, and a lot of one of the lone soldier benefits um, any lone soldier can do is live on a kibbutz for free. So these soldiers, these Gurin Sabar soldiers, are, are spread amongst kibbutzim all over the country, mm-hmm. um, just like any other lone soldier can. Um, but they're they're in a in a Gurin, in a in a community, in a group, um, and that's the group that they go through the process with, okay. in the army process.
1: All right, very good. Um, can you give us? I, I assume that your uh, expertise are the English speakers.
3: I mean, I, I, yes. <laughs> I'm just
1: from the conversation we're having, it sounds like you speak English. So how many soldiers do you work with?
3: Um, there are about 715 actively serving lone soldiers from North America. Wow. Um, actually, just the United States. Um, and so th- that's, that's the actively serving. I still work with the pre-draft, and I still work with those who are so, much, uh, so I,
1: you're in touch with seven over seven hundred people? Well our t-
3: I mean our team is the team of English speaking okay. lone soldiers. So, um, but, I mean there are about there's about two thousand two hundred in our program that are actively serving.
1: That's unbelievable. Yeah. Is that the highest number ever?
3: It's a good question. I don't I don't know ever in in, well, yeah, in we, the span of the country, but um since our program has existed, it's definitely the highest it's well, ever been.
1: That's only a couple of years. Yeah. So <laughs> it's not hard to um so okay so the and the fidf is is part of this they're they're partners in this they're right?
3: absolutely we're partners along the way the whole time um they're the ones who have given us this ability to open up the lone soldier program
1: ha- has this program do you, in your just from what you see in terms of uh, phone calls or emails that are coming in from interested parties in north america let's take north america as an example feel because of this program and that people knowing about it has increased the interest of people coming to to try and make aliyah to, to do this uh, Absolutely to- I
3: th- I think a lot uh, one of the hardest things that a quote-unquote lone soldier has a hard time dealing with is the lack of a return address. When I wanted to go to the Army, I kind of just sent my letter in and crossed my fingers uh, because there was no lone soldier program to help along the way. Now there's a return address. You can write a letter to the Army, you send it to me, to to the lone soldier program, and we have a way of tracking it. We can call the Army because we have our contacts and our relationships, and we say, what's going on with... Mm-hmm. x y and z's request and what's going on with the situation now there's a return address there's a place for lone soldiers to turn to and they know that they'll get answers and they'll get assistance
1: that's cool so tell me just just a general information for our listeners a lone soldier in the army versus a regular soldier mm-hmm. okay so what benefits are there for a lone soldier
3: Okay. There's various benefits. First of all, there's the benefits that you get from the army and there's the benefits that you get from the government. Right. First of all, the benefits that you get from the army are are your salary. You get double the amount basically double the amount of salary that any other soldier would get, which depends on uh the amount depends on whether you're combat or non-combat. Okay. Um and on additionally you get a stipend for food every month. Okay. Um and you have various living options. Uh, a lone soldier has the ability to live on a kibbutz for free. <laughs> they have the ability to rent an apartment and get a stipend in return. Uh, they have the ability to live in what's called a dirat alach. It's a shared lone soldier apartment, mm-hmm. um, and they have the ability to live in what's called beit ha'yal. It's more. It's like a, a lone soldier hostel. Right. Uh, so those are the, the different living and arrangements. A beit ha'yal
1: is only available for a lone soldier.
3: They're available for soldiers, uh, but but it, it's it's. Advertised to lone soldiers as a living option, okay, a okay. permanent, a more permanent living option.
1: And and what happens? Um, are they allowed to visit uh, their families in the states? Or? So
3: that's another benefit that the army gives them. Um, it's called meuhedet. It's special leave. They're allowed one month per year of service to go visit their family abroad. Wow! Um, and one time in their entire service, that flight is paid for. Wow. Yeah. It's not, it's not a bad deal, huh?
1: <laughs> so someone's in the army for two – were you in the army for two years?
3: I was in the army for a little over a year.
1: Okay. So you had one trip home. One trip home. That's nice. Yeah. For a month.
3: It was really nice.
1: Parents would probably get sick of you after a month. Huh? <laughs> that's very nice.
3: And th- additionally, if your parents come to visit Israel, you'll get a week off from the army. Oh, that's really nice. Mm-hmm. Very, very nice. Okay.
1: So and, – and this applies to any country. It's not just America. Correct. Wow. Okay. That's good to know. So, and what happens post the army? In post terms the of, army. In other words, after you've finished your service, what happens with a lone soldier in terms of, are there benefits in terms of school, uh, more than just what a soldier would get? So again? There,
3: there's benefits that Olim get, which right. are, are still, when you're, when you're in the army, most of your Aliyah benefits are frozen because you can't take advantage of them. So for example, when you make Aliyah, one of your benefits is very subsidized higher education. Um, so you, when you're Getting ready for your release and you're planning what your next step is, you can come into Nefesh Benefesh and we'll do what's called your second Aliyah meeting. And we'll talk to you about what your options are for school, what you're interested in studying. If you already finished school, maybe you're interested in, in applying for jobs now and and knowing what tools you need and how to write a CV properly in, in Israel um, and just kind of planning the next steps.
1: And do lone soldiers get more of a benefit um, in terms of, let's say, higher education than a regular OLA? a lone a well, lone soldier versus a soldier let's say who had his family here.
3: Well the difference is when you when you are released from the army you get um two different types of grants. Um there it's a, a don and a manaxihol. You get a grant for your 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 service uh for your release mm-hmm. and then you get um an account at, at a a sub
1: uh a subsidized account? No you have uh, <laughs> not it, sure. It, it's hard.
3: For, it, it, it's an account of money. You get a, a, a sum of money. Okay. Um, that's released over a, to, a time period and for a uh, certain okay. reason. So if you're tell if you go to the bank and you say that you're going to school, this this money can be released for your school. I Okay, see. and that's something that you get from the army.
1: Okay, so that's not any different from a regular soldier. That a lone soldier would get more. Mm. Okay. All right. Very good. Listen, this is uh. Fascinating stuff. I think I'm going to ask you back at another time to talk it would be about my pleasure. Uh, talk about a little more about what you did in the Army because it sounds fascinating what you and Benji and Benji created in the Army. Um, but in the meantime, I want to thank Maya List for joining us. Thank you, Maya.
3: Thank you so much for having me.
1: And uh, anyone who is interested in more information from Maya and her staff uh, about Lone Soldier the Lone Soldier Program of Nefesh Nefesh, how would they get in touch with you?
3: Email army. A R M Y at n org i.
1: Okay, army at il. Also, I assume on the Nefesh Benefesh website there's more information Absolutely, there.
3: Absolutely, tons of articles. Okay,
1: so nbn.org.il for anyone who's interested in specifically the Lone Soldier Program, but obviously any type of Army question that you might have, whether you're coming with your family now. If you're, as uh, Maya herself, was someone who was older and not uh, required to join the Army but wanted to volunteer for the Army, I'm sure she would love to give uh, people advice Absolutely. on how to take care of that. Um, so again, army at nbn.org.al to be in touch with Maya and anyone else as a part of the Nefesh Benefesh Lone Soldier Program staff. Uh, this is Egal Siegel for Hummerbound and we will, back, we will be back after this message.
2: If you've always dreamt of moving to Israel and establishing a brand new life in the Holy Land, it's time to call Nefesh Benefesh eight six six four ALIA eight six six the number four. A-L-I-Y-A-H, or log on now to their comprehensive website for all the assistance you need to get to Israel, nbn.org.il. That's the Nefesh B'Nefesh website. Head there now, nbn.org.il.
1: Hello and welcome back to Homeward Bound. This is Egal Siegel, and we are discussing different aspects of what you have to do in order to make it here in the Holy Land. And making Aliyah is so important that we want to help you as much as possible. And, of course, one of our star uh, participants in the Homer Bound show is Rachel Berger, the Director of Employment here at Nefesh Benefesh. Rachel, thank you so much for joining us again.
4: Delighted to be here.
1: Okay. Now, today, what we want to do is start a series of discussions with Rachel about starting your own business here in Israel. Okay. Now, this is uh, talking about someone, Rachel, who might have had a job in the States, uh, might have you know had a career and is interested in moving to something else. It's possible that the career they have, they think they can't make it here in Israel. Uh, language might be a barrier, as we've discussed in the past. Um, or it could be someone who hasn't really decided what they want to do yet. They want to go into business. They want to do something which you know requires some entrepreneurial spirit, uh, not necessarily working for somebody else. It could be they'll end up working for somebody else. But they want to explore different options. So the question is wh- what happens when when someone wants to take that path, what are the options that are um that are there for them in order to make uh, the right decision how to how to go about this.
4: Okay. So I have seen all kinds of models. I've seen the model of the person who was employed and then decided that employment was no longer for them. I've seen the model of people who come in and say I won't work for somebody else. I'm just an entrepreneur. That's what I do. I only work for myself. It's hard for me to work with the concept of a boss or within a structure. And we also have a lot of people who are freelancers, people who come and say, I have a specific skill set and what I would like to do now is get multiple clients and that's how I'm going to make my living because the most important thing to me is flexibility. Sometimes I'm talking about working moms. Sometimes I'm talking about people who just have other passions that they would like to be doing, and they don't really want to be locked into a nine-to-five job. So there are a few things. One thing is that everyone should know that Israel's uh, Klita, Ministry of Absorption, has a program mostly with MATI, but in some areas with TUT. Those are the names of organizations. MATI is not a person. There are 24 MATIs throughout the country. What does
1: MATI stand for, you know?
4: Merkaz Yazamutipuach Iskit, which basically means... Business development. Business development. It's a
1: government program?
4: Uh, no. It's a private program that gets government funding okay. in addition to city government, city governments will pay, and in addition to private people who will come in and use their service. Now, when a person makes Aliyah, the Ministry of Absorption gives anyone who wants to start a business the ability to use one of these uh, services. Again, Toot is one of the organizations in certain parts of the country as well. And you get 20 mentoring sessions. You get uh, uh, courses that tell you about how to run a business Everything from understanding the tax structure in Israel to understanding how to market here, customer service, who's your customer, the culture is a little bit different here. You might have heard. <laughs> and uh,
1: this isn't every mati. They do this in every 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 in one of the matis around the country. in
4: every location in the country, the Ministry of Absorption has someone or an organization. Again, either Tut or Mati that is servicing the Olim and helping them start their business. And they'll do everything from licensing, understanding import export. And when you get a mentor, a mati mentor, what that means for you is that I've had people who came in and said, "I want to be an enologist. I want to work in the wine industry." And they've had all different kinds of ideas. I had somebody who wanted to be a wholesaler and a retailer for wine. I've had people who said, "I'm going to sell wine through having wine parties." So what they'll do is they'll give you an expert in your industry to mentor you so that you can find your clients, understand who your uh, product suppliers are going to be, and understand the whole cycle of business so that you'll be successful. In addition, I want to add that we do some very interesting programming throughout the year for businesses, whether it's last Tuesday in Jerusalem, the municipality of Jerusalem, there is a program within Jerusalem for employment uh, of Olim which is in charge of both employment of Olim as well as businesses, uh, ran a uh, program. We had 300 Olim come to this program. We had simultaneous translation and we had some of the best speakers in the country talking about the business process. And last year we did the same program and we discussed marketing your business in Israel. So, We do this about once a year. We have this program to help businesses and to help people network. Within this program, we also had a panel discussion about funding and financing. Both Mati and Toot will help you find financing for your business. Again, depending on what kind of business it is that you're interested in doing. Some people want to do products, and some people want to do services.
1: Right. So, well... If you're still in the States, if you're still in the North America area, um, can you access online? Can you access information from Mati and Toot as to what businesses uh, they're recommending if you're still searching for the type of business you want to get involved with?
4: You can. Um, The Mati and Rishon, which is listed on the website, Clita website. Uh, we'll speak to people pre alia and if you also send an email to employment at nbn.org.il, I will forward you and introduce you to the people who will start speaking to you pre alia about the businesses you're interested in. I started to discuss the concept also, not only of business, but of self-employment and of freelancers. There are a lot of people who come to Israel that are interested in the flexibility of work and whether these are people who are Joomla experts or WordPress experts or have any technological abilities or they are people who are writers, content writers, editors, Um, within those parameters. And even more, there are people who say, what I'm going to do is find clients, whether they're in Israel or even abroad, and I'm going to have three, four, five clients. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to service these clients and that's how I'm going to make a living. We have a lot of people who come here and they set themselves up uh, using their English language skill set in order to find opportunities. Uh, and again, anybody who sends us an email to employment at nbn.org.il, we're really happy to help you with finding these opportunities and where they are online within Israel so that you can access these jobs and you can see what these jobs are. One of the other nice things is that, you know, if you get enough good clients, you can make a nice living.
1: Well, obviously, <laughs> I think part of the reason that someone wants to start a business is to make some money out of it. That's for sure. Uh, we're speaking to Rachel Berger of the Employment Department of Nefesh Benefesh. Again, employment uh, at, nef- at nbn.org.il is her email, her staff's email. Uh, any questions that you have specifically about uh, employment in general, of course, but specifically about what we're, what we're discussing, um, the resources from Mati and Toot and other types of uh Organizations here in Israel that might help in terms of the search for a new business or how to set up a new business, um, Rachel and her staff are very willing to help. Well, that wraps up another great edition of Homeward Bound here in the Nahum Siegel Network. My thanks to Maya Liss from the Lone Soldier Program here at Nefesh Benefish for that great interview. And uh, of course, any information that you need, uh, just send an email to Maya or any member of the staff that's dealing with the Army program. At army, A R M Y, at nbn.org.il. Also, I want to thank our good friend Rachel Berger for her insights on starting your own business here in Israel. We will be hearing more from Rachel on this subject in future shows. And uh, anytime Rachel's on, we hear tremendous resources that are offered. Again, employment at nbn.org.il is the way to get in touch with her and her staff. And again, any time that you need to uh, get information from NBN, from Nefesh Benefesh, the website is there, nbn.org.il. Anything that you need, just give them a call or email them, and they will be there to help you on your journey to the land my thanks again to maya and to rachel i hope we can uh, be together again next week on homeward bound this is egal siegel have a great
0: week everybody every day is an endless stream of disappointment broken dreams mm. and each day looks the same to me assembly lines and factories And every stranger's face I see Reminds me that I long to be Homeward bound I wish I was Homeward bound Home to Yerushalayim Home where my heart is lying Home where my destiny waits silently for me Sing sad songs again Lament this world of pretend Mm. But all my words come back to me This life of mediocrity Like emptiness in harmony I need Hashem to comfort me Homeward bound I wish I was My heart is lying home, where my destiny, destiny waits silently for me. Silently for me.